let's talk about animals today and how they connect to our intuitive path, our spiritual journey, a little bit on how they connect to the human world as well. But more so, let's talk about the metaphysical aspect of animal connections. This is your moment. The amount of information on animal communication, animal intuition, animals as our guides, the amount of information is ginormous. So today I'm just going to touch base on a few things to get you thinking about it. And when you think about it, it opens up the possibility and then the universe hears you. And the next thing you know, you're having more synchronicities and experiences. So that's my goal in this session. But let me tell you, there is so much information on animals because they are so incredible. They are so incredible. Even at the Sage Method Academy, we have an animal communication course. It's three hours long and that's just you know, getting somebody into animal communication. It's not even, you know, going to like professional levels or anything like that. And that's just three hours. So there's a lot. I'm going to start by saying this because I want to make it really clear in this session that everything I'm talking about today, it, I'm not really talking about any particular one culture. I have Sage Circle members all over the globe. I have Sage Method students all over the globe, including all y'all that took the animal communication course as well. So all different walks of life, all different spiritual paths, many different religious paths, many different cultures, many different histories. So everything that I speak about today is going to be more in a generic form that resonates with people all over the globe and not necessarily land in one particular tradition because your tradition is important to you and it you need to learn from that tradition my job is to give you the possibilities uh, the things to think about that if you don't have a tradition you can create in your own day-to-day -day life if you do have a tradition you can take into that and say i wonder how i can explore my own tradition a little bit more deeply with this so let's talk about animals okay we have living animals <laughs> and we have non-living animals. So we'll say animals in spirit form and animals in human, and well, we can't say human form, but we'll say living animals and animals in spirit form. Let's start with the living animals. They are the givers of messages, absolutely. They will show up for you when you need to, them to show up. They're going to provide you with messages. Now, I'm gonna do a little quick like disclaimer here because I've worked with so many people for so long. I've had very frequently people will come up to me and they'll say, okay, I just learned about how animals can give us signs on our intuitive path. And yesterday I saw a bird and then I saw a worm and then I saw a beetle and the bird means this and the worm means this and the beetle means this. And I find that they dive in sometimes a little too far. So my disclaimer is this, when I talk about animals, living animals giving us signs, showing up at the right time, um, giving us pause, uh, making us perhaps even stop our car so we don't you know, hit them, um, a bird flying in a specific way. When an animal takes the time to give us this very meaningful sign or make us stop and think um, or help us and guide us, it usually typically does it in an unusual way. 
So it's not every bird and worm and beetle and frog and butterfly and dragonfly. <laughs> it's the ones that go out of their way to connect with you in an unusual way. So those are the moments where the animals have gotten off of their pattern, off of their own, you know, regular day-to-day -day existence and said, I'm going to step out here for a minute and I'm going to interact with you in such a way that is unusual. So I have hummingbird feeders for the first time and I absolutely love it. It's just, I love them so much and they're out there. Now, if I go out there, and they're flying around and they're eating food and they're buzzing around and fighting a little bit because they do like to fight. Not all of that is a sign. But occasionally, and actually I've been here for about two months where we're living now, and uh, only once did I feel that there was really a sign being given by this hummingbird. The hummingbird came in, flew, hovered right in front of my face. I think it was about a foot and a half away. And I swear, it mad dogged me. It just looked, looked me right in the eyes like, hey, <laughs> and then flew away. Things like that are the ones that are distinct. And even that one's not the best example, and I'll tell you why. What I realized was it wasn't necessarily a spiritual sign. I did go around the house to find out that the bird feeder, the hummingbird feeder was empty, so I kind of think that bird was going, ah, hello, <clears throat> excuse me, you need to feed me. So that probably isn't even the best example. But when an animal does something very unusual, that's when they're trying to stop you. That's when they're trying to say, hey, stop, get into the moment and pay attention. This is, this is uh, frequent across the globe. These synchronicities happen all the time. Animals are highly intuitive. I mean, I need to really emphasize that, put it in bold, put it in italics. They are highly intuitive. They do not have the uh, clutter that we have. They don't, well, some animals, I will say, go through some very difficult times. Um, and that's another category. But for the most part, animals don't have bills to pay and relationship stress. And what do people think about me? And all this childhood programming and trauma and things like this. So for the most part, animals don't have that. They are completely open intuitively. And they're not limited like we are. So they do know that if they can interact with us in a certain way to give us a sign, they will do that. So for this category, I would say on your intuitive path, on your spiritual journey, just acknowledge that animals can provide signs and then stay open. Again, it's not the bird and the worm and the beetle and the hummingbird and the butterfly that all happened in one day, but if the butterfly lands on your nose, pay attention. You know, if the beetle, I don't know, flies into your house and lands on top of your computer screen and you haven't worked for four days, maybe, you're right, maybe that's a sign. Whatever it is, if it's unusual, it gives you pause and it gets you into the moment. Thank the animal. A little gratitude to say, hey, thank you, right? So I'm trying to think of a sign and example. They have so many of them <laughs> because I've been open for so long. I've had so many different interactions with animals. I'm trying to think of a, of a good one. Um, here's a meaningful one. Here's a meaningful one. When my grandfather was in hospice, uh, I wasn't, I didn't, I didn't live in the same state as him. So I was pretty far away and he was at home at, in hospice at home. And my grandfather was a trucker. And so my grandfather always, you know, kind of had that vibe about him. When I can't walk anymore, when I can't move anymore, I'm done. I'm out. Like he, he moved. 
That was his thing. And it was later at night. I was going actually to a ghost investigation. So I was driving on a back road at like 11 o'clock at night. And all of a sudden I hit a bird. And this is not unusual because sometimes at night, especially on back roads, it wasn't a very busy area. Uh, you can hit a bird. So I thought to myself, oh, I hit an owl. Oh no, I hit an owl. So I pulled over because I don't know about you, but it breaks my heart. Um, and it kind of broke my heart a little bit. And I, I got out, walked back there, and it wasn't an owl. It was a hawk. And I remember thinking, that's really unusual that I would hit a hawk at 11 o'clock at night. Like typically it would be an owl, right? If it was an accident. And that's when I got chills from head to toe and I went, this wasn't an accident. So I said thank you to the bird. Uh, the bird had passed. It was, you know, a bummer. Uh, it's not my favorite thing to have happen. The bird passed. I said thank you walked back to my car and I sat and I knew at that point what to do. This bird stopped me in my tracks and said, Hey, you need to pay attention. So I stopped and I thought to myself, what was I thinking about right before the bird hit? And I was thinking about my grandfather. And again, I got chills. So I got on the phone, I called his house and his wife answered and she said, Hey hun, I can't talk right now. Can I call you back? And I said, yes. And then I sat there on the side of the road uh, it even makes me a little emotional talking about it again, but I sat there on the side of the road thinking, oh no, you know, I mean, I'm glad I called and I waited, I waited for a bit. Um, I would have waited forever <laughs> for her, um, to, to call back and she did whatever she needed to do, but she did call me back and she said, thank you. He had tried to, my grandfather tried to get out of bed, but he fell. Now this man is six foot three, I think he was. He was a very big man. He fell out of bed. His wife's sweet little petite thing. There's no way she was going to be able to get him out of bed. So they had to get the fire department to come and get him and put him back in bed. And I thought, well, thank you very much. And uh, I just told her, tell him I love him, et cetera, et cetera. And I hung up the phone and I thought, okay, two things happen. Number one, he can't walk anymore. And number two, other grown men had to help him. So there goes that, you know, and that's when I knew. So I was able to take that moment and sit and connect energetically with him um, and send love and do everything that I really needed to do. And it kind of brought me back into focus. All of that from that animal. That's just one example. I would say, and someone says, well, how often do people get signs from animals? It depends. If you're really wired to be connected with animals, then you'll get them quite frequently. If you're kind of not so much wired to nature and, and Mother Earth and such, you won't get them as frequently. This is kind of a no-brainer. Are you connecting with animals in your human life a lot? Are you not? Are you places where there aren't a lot of animals? So it kind of there's a lot of variables there. Stay open. When a living animal gives you a sign, they're going to go out of their way in an unusual way. So many powerful, beautiful, moving stories about birds or squirrels um, connecting with the spirit of a loved one who's crossed over to show up to tell their, their kids or their grandkids that they're okay. It's, it's a beautiful thing. Open up to it if you're not already. Now, let's talk about living animals that are companions. We have a whole slew of them. And this is going to kind of talk a little bit about how some animals um, sadly uh, get put into a situation of, of discomfort and pain and, and suffering. 
animals come here and some of them come here to have their own life experience. Uh, some of them come here, however, for us. They come down here and they say, I'm going to help this human with this. I'm going to show this human this. Not all animals, but some of them do. And some of them will... Um, end up in very difficult situations in order for other people to see that, witness that, and perhaps learn something from that, learn compassion, learn stepping up to take care of them, whatever that is, that animal is going to have a massive ripple effect to all the people that uh, see it, hear about it, interact with it. And especially now with social media, when we're seeing more and more animal uh, cruelty. So some animals do come down here and experience that. Is it right? No. Do any of us want it to happen? Absolutely not, right? But it's part of the entire system. So we always want the best for all animals. With that said, some animals come down here to have a very cushy life. Ask Sadie, <laughs> my dog. She is the queen, right? But she teaches me things too. So uh, being with animals, we learn from them. They are wise. Dare I even say wiser than us. They are far more intuitive than us. Now, I mentioned that I moved into a new location and we're on a little bit of, a, of land here. So there are larger animals. When we moved into this house, uh, we bought the house so we're able to do any kind of renovations we want. There were two cat doors to the house. Now, we're dog people. Uh, and we've, and I've had cats when I was a kid, absolutely loved them, but I tend to adopt dogs and I've got Sadie, so I'm not about to adopt a cat. So we close up the cat doors. Uh, and then there's also like 17 cat, you know, roosts around the house. These really cool setups where they've put like a little cat ledge near every single window. So we moved in and we looked around and went, yep, absolute cat lovers. We love it. This is great. Um, but fast forward about a month in, we had a couple of interactions with larger animals coming close to the house. And one of the interactions really kind of sealed the deal for me that this house still came with a cat. There's a cat protecting this house. It's a great cat, it's a feral cat. I'm a bit of a city girl. And so when I first, well, my partner saw it first and then I saw the cat too. And I was like, oh, it's someone's cat or whatever. And now I'm realizing, no, I think the cat comes with the house because we can hear the cat fighting off large animals when they get close to the house. So we have a cat protector. Do you know how grateful I am for that? Uh, so, instant, so what do you do in that situation, right? When an animal has gone out of its way to help you, that's where you sit down and you do a gratitude ceremony, um, take all the right human steps. I'm not about to put food out there for, for the cat because clearly the cat already knows how to feed itself. And that's not going to help the large animal situation by putting food outside, but maybe a little warming house we can build for this cat. This is just recent. We're starting to brainstorm. How can we honor and respect and say thank you to this cat who is watching over us? And it's not even our cat. It's not even a cat that's in our house. It's a cat that belongs to the house. Now I, I kind of feel like I belong to the cat, which is a great thing. It's a great thing. So animals are going to go out of their way to help even strangers sometimes. You don't even have to have that close of a bond. Now let's talk about those one and that one animal that comes into your life that is, it's so hard to describe. The depth of the connection with that animal is just so hard to describe to someone. You can't put it into words. I've had, well, I've had two 
animals in my life like that. One was very strong. She was a cocker spaniel. She was a dog. Her name was Apple, and I adopted her when she was six. I have a hard time even talking about her because uh, she did pass October 4th, 2011. I'll never forget it. Like, But she was uh, what some people would call my familiar. Um, I, there's a lot of different terms here. Like I said, we're not going to get into like, what do you call this? What do you call that? What do you call this? Um, and different cultures. So let's, let's throw out a couple terms here. This can be, uh, your animal guide. This can be your, um, your familiar, right? This can be a soulmate in the form of an animal. So all of these things can be true, but there are going to be occasionally animals that come into your life that the bond is really deep and it's really hard to describe. Those are the animals you're going to learn the most from. Those are the animals that are gonna show up for you when possibly no one else is. So in this situation, honor that animal, whether you call them your spirit guide, your soulmate animal, your familiar, whatever term you use for that animal, honor them, honor them and sit with gratitude. Even a small little gratitude ceremony, just closing your eyes and just being grateful for them to say thank you. You're there for them as well. They're very much there for you. So in the living world of animals, some come down here to teach lessons and have a ripple effect. Some come down here to stop us and give us a strong enough sign to say, hey, stop, focus, get into the moment. Some of them walk by our side to get us through something, to teach us something, to show up for us. And that can be done through caring for them. It can also be done for them caring for you. And some animals also care for strangers when they need it. Because goodness sakes, we need to be looked after. Let me tell you, when it comes to animals, they just know. All right, lastly, I want to touch base on animals that are not living that are in spirit form. There are uh, different types of animals in spirit form. Again, different cultures, different ways of connecting. Um, explore you know, what resonates with you and what aligns with you. When it comes to animals that are not in animal solid earthly form, stay open to that as well. Because sometimes people think in terms of guides as, you know, human guides and just in human form, but they do come through in animal form as well. Sometimes they can be very powerful, very life-changing. They can show up just like a spirit guide would, just like a loved one would. They can deliver signs and synchronicities to you as well. Uh, they can show up in symbols when they're trying to get your attention. You might have, I have a, a moose who has been with me for this entire spiritual journey. Very powerful, very, very strong guide that is an animal who is wise beyond wise and will step in and come closer to me energetically when I need him. Not frequently, over the last 18 years, I'm going to say there was a period of time that I talked with this spirit guide for a long time, this animal, um, the moose. <laughs> and then there was, after that, I've probably connected with him maybe like four or five times total in 18 years. But I know that he's there and he's watching over me, which is really neat. Um, the messages that come from guides and from loved ones, these same types of messages can come from guides in the form of animals, which is going to be symbolic and significant. And the moose, for example, I know when he's around, when all of a sudden within 48 hours, I see 20 different signs of moose. That's when I know to sit down, meditate, and see if he wants to connect and if he has any information for me. So stay open to animals coming through in spirit form as well as living form, because 
that's a very common, it's very frequent, and they're very wise, which is absolutely wonderful. There's gonna, they're going to be symbolic as well. So the type of animal coming through can be very symbolic for you. And perhaps it's just a simple vision of you with a snake. A snake is completely transformation. So maybe that vision of a snake, which is giving you the symbolism coming through spirit, maybe that vision is telling you, hey, it's time for you to step into your transformation. Just pay attention. That's really the whole essence of this session is throwing out a bunch of possibilities for you so it comes to the surface of your energetic body so you start to be able to receive more messages, more interactions, and more help and assistance as you need it, whether it's from a living animal or from an animal in spirit form. This podcast is brought to you by The Sage Method, the most comprehensive and down-to-earth intuitive development training available. Is this your year? Is it finally your time to increase your intuition, bring in more abundance, and experience the bliss you deserve? If yes, then join thousands of students across the world for a seven-week journey to uncover your natural, beautiful, and strong intuition. Visit us at thesagemethod.com for more information.